0: Hello, world, and welcome to the Ignited Fortitude podcast. Um, Got a special guest on the show today, John Packard. He's a a buddy, been serving with Steve and I in children's ministry and Miss Stacy, and um, he's kind of doing an internship, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but uh, I had him on the show and asked him to come on because he knows a little bit about Mormonism, and and so... A little bit. A little bit, right? So,
1: welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. So, tell us a little bit about yourself growing (coughs) up and... Yeah, so I'm, uh, I believe, fifth generation Mormon. Um, uh, Famous guy in my ancestry, I guess, John D. Lee. He's a Lee's Ferry up there, below Lake Powell, Um, and he was uh, executed for the Mountain Meadow Massacre. I don't know what the Mormons did um, way back, whenever it was, but. um, It was a group of non Mormons that came into the area, and they had supposedly been bragging that they were the ones that killed Joseph Smith or their ancestors, their family did something. Mm -hmm. And so, um, lots of different stories on it, but basically, uh, they got him into this meadow, Mountain Meadow meadow in southern Utah, and um, took all their guns and killed every one man, woman, and child from the age of eight and above. It was like. Two hundred and some people, or something like that. So he was later. Brigham Young had him give himself up, basically telling him like nothing's going to happen. This is just a just for show. Mm-hmm. And they railroaded him, and he was executed for it oh, at Mountain Meadow. They took him out and shot him in a firing squad. So, so that's my great great grandfather, mm-hmm. my mom's side. So uh, to say that I have deep roots is. Maybe an understatement. An understatement. Yeah. So. So did you, where'd you grow up at? I grew up in Taylor, which is a Mormon community in Arizona, northern Arizona, Snowflake. More mm-hmm. people will know Snowflake. Mm-hmm. Um, Taylor's named after one of the former prophets of the Mormon church. Uh, and then Snowflake is two Mormon families, the Snows and the Flakes. Mm. We do get snow up there, but that's not why it's that's called That's why I always thought, because yeah. of the snow. No. Oh, that's interesting. It's from two families, yeah. So. Uh, when i was growing up you knew where somebody lived in the town when Tony moved moved in you'd ask him what ward they're in that's like the section of the community that's broke down for uh, what time you go to church and maybe what building you go to when i was a kid we only had one church one building in mm-hmm. taylor and then there was one and later two in snowflake now there's like i don't know, like free in both towns and the temple in Snowflake. But so are the majority of people that are that live in those communities. Yeah, are, are Mormons. So we'd have uh, some new kid move in, and you'd be like, oh, what ward are you in? And then you knew what part of town they lived in, and if you'd be going to church with them on Sunday or not. Mm-hmm. So, And I think I was probably like in seventh or eighth grade when somebody moved in. Now, there was kids that were non-LDS, but they had just always lived there, you know what I mean? Sure. So you didn't remember them moving in necessarily and asking them those questions. But probably seventh eighth grade I asked a kid, What ward are you? and they looked at me like I was crazy, like, what are you talking about? I'm like, You're not a Mormon? What's a Mormon? You know, it's crazy. <laughs> so it was I mean there was I think a couple thousand people lived in Taylor when I lived, when I was growing up mm-hmm. and probably ninety plus percent were Mormons. In Snowflake there was five or six thousand, whatever it was, and the same predominantly yeah, were, Mormon. Were you guys, like, um, highly bested oh, in yeah. it? Or, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, my dad was, my dad was never a bishop or anything like that, but he was an um, uh, executive secretary to the bishop, and uh, it's all kinds of stuff, but uh, my mom was <clears throat> the Relief Society president, and she was in charge of the youth, and you know, and in, in, in not just in the ward, but in the stake, which is like, I always do it like in the military, you know, you have a squad, mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> and then your platoon, like a ward's like a platoon, mm-hmm. and you go up to company level, that's like the stake. You know what I mean? It's just sure. different. Larger groups of smaller groups. Okay. So, but yeah, they had, uh, always had callings in the church, mm-hmm. you know, to do Whatever it was that God told them to do mm-hmm. or asked them to do through the bishop or state president, whoever
0: and then where were where were you at growing up? did you end up going on a mission? I had friends that were, oh
1: no, i <clears throat> I got my mission call um, and then I messed up and couldn't go, but um you messed up. what happened?, huh, I had sex, <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, you're not going hmm. I, I could have waited and and repented and gone and everything, but um, that was like two weeks before I was supposed to go to Peru, Dang. so we could do this in Spanish if I had time. <laughs> <laughs> Different podcast, like, <Hola>. yeah. <laughs> But no, it was yeah. That <clears throat> that kind of hurt me for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, being in a small town and having stuff like that happen, people look down on you. Oh and, yeah, and yeah and you're that kid. shun you. Yeah, yeah that kid. And I was always that kid, anyways. I was always kind of wild, but my all my siblings. I mean. It's more like there's six of us, and I think we had one white sheep and then five black sheep. Kind of the reverse of normal, but, yeah, everybody, we were always in trouble, but... So then what did you do after you graduated high school? You're not going to go on your mission. Yeah, so I I stuck around for a while. My dad had a hardware store in a radio shack. I worked for him a little bit, kind of went to college a little bit. And then uh, got married, had kids, and ended up joining the Army eventually, and... and uh, you know, spent a lot of years doing that but how old were you when you joined the army 25 had two kids that's old dude. yeah i know that's i was old, one of the oldest Luke guys Luke, basic yeah people making fun of me oh yeah dude. but i smoked them so, it was all right.
0: <laughs> so then uh how was it when you were in the army were you going to church were you plugged in with the one mormon community during that time
1: it was kind of hit or miss most of my adult life i think it was in and out in and out in and out mm-hmm. went through you know different different seasons um my wife, back then, was never really in all-in kind of thing. She mm-hmm. never really she went if I wanted to kind of thing, but she wasn't really bought into the all thing. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she actually grew up here in Sierra Vista, and then she joined the church because she had Mormon friends. Sure. So, yeah, we did go through the temple. You know, we were sealed in the temple after we'd been married for probably close to two years, I think. Mm-hmm. I went through the temple and did that whole thing and got my holy garments. And, well, there's one thing I wanted to say before we started too. should have done it then, but if you're still listening, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Holy Spirit brought you here for a reason. Like, I know it says Mormonism. We're going to talk about Mormonism, LDS church faith. Don't, don't leave. Like, sit around and listen to it. You know, um, holy spirit's mighty powerful and uh and the church always tells everybody the Mormon church always tells you not to listen to anything like this hmm. and there's a reason hmm. cuz they don't want you to find out they, want, they don't want you to hear the truth that's right so that's right it's just like the my bible cover says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free so. Yeah,
0: absolutely so then let's uh is there any other other things like
1: when did you so you got so, married <clears throat> yeah so I was um Went through a divorce. I was still in the Army. Um, I got out, actually. I started—my mom passed away. And um, I, said, I had that, like, guilt. Like, she died. I should be going to church. You know, guilt's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just did. I started going back to church when I lived up in Washington. I'd been, been remarried. Um, we had a little a little son at that time. And I was like, yeah, it's time, you know. Um time to go back to church so i I went back to church i was in the elders corn presidency and um yeah and one day i don't really want to go into the details of it but um i had some questions like things didn't make sense something something somebody had said and uh so i started into that rabbit hole i guess you could say Mm -hmm. and um Started looking at things, started looking at some of the history of the church. <clears throat> and um John D. Lee, my great-great-grandfather, <clears throat> while he was in prison wrote a book on the Mountain Meadow Massacre and him coming up into the through the church and different things that happened to him. And when they executed him, he said he said he believes the church is true, he believes that Joseph Smith's a true prophet, but that Brigham Young was taking the church down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. And then he said, aim true to my heart, boys, and don't hit my hands. And they shot him and killed him. But um, and, I, and I was reading his book, and just the stuff that was in there, I was like, if there's a God,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he ain't got nothing to do with this. Because mm. this is, I mean, they were castrating young men in front of crowds and for what nailing their sacks to poles in the building to show their power and that you don't. Is it because they against them? Is it because they were being rebellious kids, or men, um, or that guy that did that to this specific young man? <clears throat> it's in his book. It's in that book. But um, he was supposed to marry his love, and this guy wanted her for one of his wives. Hmm. So when he went and told them, they're like, "Nope, <laughs> we're not listening to you. We're going to get married." He's like, "Oh yeah." I'll fix that, so wow. we took the kid in front of everybody in the area and dang, yeah. So, just stuff like that. They did like bleeding for the atonement, just all kinds of weird stuff that you never talk about. Mm-hmm. It's never talked about. And I was like, you know, I mean, there's there's crazy stuff in the old testament, <laughs> but it doesn't compare, man. Sure, it's just horrific. So, what, uh
0: as you were investigating that, did you see any – did you look into see if there was still any of that stuff
1: going on in different yeah, areas? And there's not. Yeah. But <clears throat> the way that I look at it is if God came to a man and said, <clears throat> all the religions are tr- fake, mm-hmm. but we want you to you know, help create this one, and he are a prophet, right, that everything is spoken through them is going to be true. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, then it's not true, you know. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so I, was, I just came to that conclusion, really, you know. And and, uh, and actually, the guy that was the Elder's Corn presidency at the time came to me. He's like, he's like, hey, you going to come back to church? And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. And he's like, well, why not? And I'm like, because I found out it's not true. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, did you pray about it? And I said, I did pray about it. And he's like, well, what did God tell you? I said, he told me it was a bunch of crap. And they left, and I never saw him or heard him. Again. This guy was one of my best friends. Never heard or saw from him again. Wow! But which is kind of the way it is, you know? It's very not all of them. There's very good people in the Mormon Church, but there's plenty of them that'll just turn their back on you, taking the Kool Aid. <laughs> I guess you can put it that way. Yeah. So then, what happened? <clears throat> so you started
0: investigating. You're like, I'm
1: not going to go back to the church. And then, what did that lead you down to? Led me to a life of just not caring about anything anymore. Mm-hmm. I I left God behind, you know, at least who I thought God was. Mm-hmm. And um, just lived for <laughs> the world. Just did whatever I wanted.
0: So you completely went off the other, yeah. the deep end. Yep. <clears throat> for how long was that?
1: Um, I think it ended up being about three years. Pretty close to it. Now, were you still in the military this time? No, I was already out. Okay. And then I went through a divorce during that time and, and uh, <clears throat> ended up moving back to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And, um, and that's where God got a hold of me, back in Snowflake, back in Taylor. So. Really? Yeah, back in the Mormon community. So what happened? How did you get a hold of you? <clears throat> so my, um, my great-niece committed suicide, and uh, her mom... My niece was going to Calvary Chapels in the Snowflake, <clears throat> and I wanted really nothing to do with it. But you know, my niece was hurting, so being the good uncle, I was like, started going with her, mm-hmm. and um, and then I I did an altar call, and you know, I don't remember, <clears throat> I don't remember what was taught. I don't remember. Anything, you know, Pastor Dave up there in Snowflake, he's, he's just preaching, and I was like, man. How long were you going? It was a few weeks. It really? didn't take long, yeah. Really? Because so I was actually thinking it had been a while, but I was back thinking about it a well while back, and um, I know by Easter, I was already in
0: you know so when you started hearing uh did you meet with anybody during that time like when you started going to the going yeah. to church start hearing that were you like dude this is like completely different from
1: yeah so i did i talked to the pastor up there he he you know he started discipling me and um no this is before you gave your life before you i was right afterwards oh, okay yeah. so
0: right after yeah what about before though like before you you surrendered was there like you know i gotta look this up because this is contradictory to what i grew up learning or. no because
1: because i'd already left everything
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i was like realistically i said when i left i'm like i'm never buying into anything again i got i was i was fooled my entire life i was in my 40s you know mm-hmm. when that mm-hmm. when that happened when i left and i was like i'm not being a fool again mm-hmm. like not only me but my entire genealogy has been fooled sure and i'm like i'm not doing it mm-hmm. and i'm not going to no religion is ever going to get me again. I'm not falling into any of it. Mm. Did you think that that's what all religion was at the time? <clears throat> it was just man's way to try to
0: control people, or
1: yeah, I just I didn't. I don't really know. I didn't even care. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not buying in. So, so you surrender your life. You ask him to disciple you, and and, and what? Did yeah, that he like? came to me and disciple me. I had no idea what that was. What, what that looked I mean, like. What that looked like. And then, you know, he he gave me a lot of. uh Anti-Mormon stuff. And I was like, all right, dude, I'd already, I'm, that's, I'm way past that. But um, And it actually made me mad at first because I'm reading through this stuff, and I'm like, dude, they don't believe this. And then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, this is like from the beginning days of the church and stuff like that. This is original doctrine, oh, stuff really? that they don't even teach anymore. Mm-hmm. But if you taught it before, <laughs> you know, Oh it's you're to be... supposed to be getting this directly from God, mm-hmm. you know, so if you're a prophet, and now they don't believe that stuff anymore, they don't teach that stuff anymore. It doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. I mean the Bible's the same from the beginning to the end, sure. God's the same from the beginning to the end, you know from for forever, <laughs> so it's always been the same, mm-hmm. so why were they changing sure. right why were they changing doctrine mm-hmm. um just even um yeah, I was gonna look the quote up and I forgot to, but I can't remember if it was I think it was John Taylor or no, Joseph Fielding Smith or one of the prophets. Mm-hmm. And and I'm gonna mess the I'm gonna mess the quote up, so this isn't a perfect quote, but it's something to the effect of that I will never that that the black community will never be part of the Mormon church. They'll never hold the priesthood. They won't have anything to do with it, mm-hmm. and if you're a prophet and you say that, that's prophesying. Mm-hmm. Yet that's no longer true, sure, because of you know pushing from from uh, outside of the church to yeah. Because you know, before it was segregation and yeah, others and now integration, not, and this wasn't until the seventies or whatever that they actually started allowing uh, black men to hold the priesthood. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was. I mean, that right there, if you tell a prophecy and it's not true, you're not a prophet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now, the Bible you, s- clearly states that over and over again. Now, did you guys know that
0: when you were when you were in the Mormon religion? Did you know that? Like, that was... No.
1: Like, and then, <clears throat> dude, growing up in a small Mormon community, there was a few Hispanics and some Native Americans. And it wasn't like, I don't know, <laughs> something you thought about. You know what I mean? Sure. And I was a little kid, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I was... I think, I mean, it happened sometime in the 70s, maybe the early 80s when they started giving the priesthood mm-hmm. to um, to black men. So, dude, I was a little kid. Yeah. So it never crossed my mind to think about it. Mm-hmm. And never really thought about it as an adult because it had already been changed. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. And again, <clears throat> you just really are you're shunned, you just, you don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally you, whatever, is taught to you, whatever, you don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it
0: is. So, so then what happened after he was discipling you after? How long was he discipling you for?
1: Uh, a few months probably. And then I actually started um, my master's program um, to get my master's in Christian um, leadership. Then I changed it to now to ministry, but, um, and he started with that, and then I went to another church, um, and was there for a while, and then went through another divorce, and uh, I'm not very good at it, but um, that whole marriage thing, I'm much better at it now, but um, at least my wife thinks so. But uh, yeah, so <clears throat> I went through that church for a while, and then and then um, kind of went on a little, I don't know, not hi- hi- hiatus, I guess. i was still going to church. I've bounced into a couple different churches, and mm-hmm. and. Um, Really kind of trying to figure things out, I think, you know, more Mm -hmm. so life type stuff. and I hadn't hadn't completely surrendered, you know. Mm -hmm. I'd given my life, but not fully. Like, yeah, I I believe you died for me, you know. That was another huge thing for me. Also, back to Calvary and Snowflake, um, the pastor there kept trying to um, teach me about the Trinity. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I understand the Trinity. I just don't buy it because Mormons believe that they're three separate. Not in one, they're you know totally different. That there was a pre existence, and that's where the battle that the Revelation talks about, where the third of the hosts left, and we were all there mm-hmm. in this pre existence. And, and Jesus and Satan were brothers, we we're all brothers and sisters, so that would make Jesus not God mm-hmm. because he was brothers with all of us. So, um. So that's where my mindset was always. I mean, that's what I'd believed my entire life, mm-hmm. you know, 40 plus years. So, yeah, so he kept, like, kind of pushing it on me, you know, and I'm like, is it that important? Like, I didn't get it, right? Sure. i still new. And I, I'm like, I understand it. Dude, you can tell me. Exp- Explain it to me a million times. I, I get it. I understand exactly what you're saying. I just don't buy it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how can they be three and one? This it it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I'm thinking, of, well, the, from earthly, you know, I'm like, I'm like the disciples, man. Everything is earthly. They're not thinking of it that spiritually, a spiritual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. spiritual way. So, so yeah. So finally, it was actually in one of my classes. I'm already working on my master's. It was, I don't know which class, maybe my first or second class, I was in, and we're doing the discussion forums, and somebody had said that. If Jesus wasn't God, we couldn't worship him because it says in the Bible we can only worship God. Mm-hmm. But all through the the New Testament, they're worshiping Jesus,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we're supposed to worship Jesus. But how can we do that if we're only supposed to worship God? Mm-hmm. And it was like my mind exploded. I was like, like that, you know, <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, thank you. You know, I get it. Finally, I'm like, okay. And I, and I told the pastor back then, I was like, if... Uh, if it's that important, you know, I'm like, dude. If it's that important, got to let me know, right? Because mm-hmm. got to let me know these things yep. if it's that important. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I guess you're right, you know. Yeah, he'll reveal yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he'll reveal it. And I'm like, because for now, I'm just gonna go, dude. I'm just gonna keep going to church and, and studying and believing, you know. All things will be revealed. All things will be revealed. <laughs> yep. So, so yeah, that was that was how the Trinity really hit me, and and that's where, like forever, I believe, like. Mormons were still saved because I didn't know how important it was like we have to know and accept we have to accept Jesus and know him if you don't know him you haven't accepted him right Mm -hmm. if you don't know that Jesus is God you don't know Jesus Mm -hmm. so how can he
0: save you so then how does that translate on the Mormon side of things how did how do they see
1: salvation as salvation is somewhat complicated (laughs) You know, it's works-based. Um, they take what James says and makes it literal. You know, that you have to work mm-hmm. where, you know, everything Paul says is contradictory to that. I mean, we know the Bible doesn't contradict itself. So mm-hmm. if James is saying something you think is contradicting other stuff in the Bible, then you need to figure out why, mm-hmm. right? And um, so I lost my train of thought. We <laughs> were talking, talking about <laughs> salvation. Like, how do Mormons <laughs> yeah, believe yeah, that are yeah. saved? So, so they believe that there's three kingdoms of glory, celestial, telestial, terrestrial, telestial. And then there's still paradise, mm-hmm. you know, um, Abraham's bosom, right? Mm-hmm. So they believe that everybody dies and just goes there. And there, there's a ton of Mormons that are teaching them about the true church, mm-hmm. Right. And they can accept whether they're there or not.
2: Mm.
1: So, which makes life pretty easy. You just do whatever you want, and then you die, and then you just accept there. Sure. Right? Sure. Um, and then, depending on however you live this life, have you gone through the temple, were you sealed, all those things, it depends on what kingdom of glory you get. Mm. So, which, absolutely none of that's biblical. Because then it um, makes it all performance-based. Yeah, performance-based and tears mm-hmm. you know will we get maybe a nicer place to live depending on what we do in this world yes but is our salvation based upon that you know so um, so yeah that's kind of their you know their take on that mm-hmm. but um yeah, there was something else I was thinking to go with that too a second ago but I lost it that's what happens when you're old man yeah. So the Bible obviously doesn't contradict itself.
0: In James it says go ahead. Nope, I don't remember. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So in uh in James it says that um I'll show you my faith by my works, yep. right? You say you have faith but don't have works, but I'll show you my faith by my, by my works. works. Yep. And then um Paul, the apostle Paul says that you can't work, right? That that salvation is that yeah, you can't buy it, right? It's been given to us by grace, through faith, that mm-hmm. nobody can boast. Yep. Right. That's right. And then, um, but Paul also does say, work out your own salvation, you know? So like, there's a responsibility. There's something that we, you know, and just yeah. for anybody that's listening, is like, well, then how, d- how does that work? Right. Yeah. So they compliment each other. We're in the sense that it's, you know, James is, you know, was speaking to uh, a different group of people yeah. and Paul was speaking to a different group of people and they were, you know, living life and operating in, in some kind of way. And, and they were trying to go back to a legalistic standpoint. And it would be, you know, you could, in a sense, you could consider it to like a Mormon standpoint, where it's like, you know, maybe like, did okay. So let me ask you this: You coming out of Mormonism, did you still try, take some of that stuff into your Christianity? Where you're like, oh, oh yeah. now I got to do all this
1: stuff, yeah. right? Because you feel yeah. like, I, honestly, it creeps in still sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. man, I got to do this. No, mm-hmm. I don't. No, I don't. I don't have to do that, man. But now I'm like, I want to do that. Or, right, like, God, why aren't you doing anything? I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. That happens to me all the time, dude. I just went through a season like that. Like, here I am, God. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. Like, are you just too busy for me? What's going on, right? I'm doing everything. Yeah. You know, and that's, me, that's taking back that control. That's not being fully surrendered, right? Yeah, that's well, that's making, you know, okay, God's going to give
0: us and because of what we, we get. What right? we do, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, our walk isn't based on those things. Now, are there things that we're supposed to be doing? And that's what James is saying. Like, hey, you know what? I'll show you my faith by my works because yeah. there is stuff that we— do right so it's like an appreciation like i don't do it because i have, have to, to. Do it I do because, because I, I want to because i want to, to right because i to. get to yep. right because yep. i appreciate it sure. so yep. you know it, that's that's the difference and so i just just anybody listening that way they don't get yeah you know sure. distracted like wait a minute what's what contradictions like no they, they complement each other but there's a different group of people so the letters are being written to that specific group, yeah. group in the needs that they had at that time yeah so what was the thing that you remember i don't know i told you i'd remember still but now i don't yeah see that's how it goes dang <laughs> it an old man. I know. All
1: right. So then, uh, so you. End oh, up- I remember now. Okay, go for I'm it. I'm going to cut you off and really <laughs> do, do it this time because I'll forget again, right? No, it has to do with the Bible, man. Because here's the thing the LDS faith does not believe that the Bible is inerrant, mm-hmm. they believe that that has been translated incorrectly. Mm-hmm. They actually have portions of it that joseph smith translated to change you know my opinion the way that he to suit to make it work to, to suit to yeah. make it work right mm-hmm. but and this is something that um somebody said to me a few years ago and it really you know i didn't i didn't have that issue anymore but it really kind of stuck and um dude it says I mean, i'm gonna look it up on my phone because i have it and it's easier but um But the Bible is is accurate. It's true, um, and yeah, because we, we believe it here. Paul says um, we believe it's without error. That it's without error. That's it's, it's God breathed. Where is that at? I might have it someplace else actually. Yeah, it's God breathed. And uh, okay, here we go. Second Timothy three sixteen. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And it's like, hey, you guys have this God, right? Supposedly the God of the Bible, you that breathed everything into existence, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He just said, let it happen, and it happens, right? I mean, a God that's that powerful, he created man of dust he, he created everything, and literally, if you go through the Bible from the beginning to the end, all speaks of Jesus' coming <laughs> in the Old Testament, and everything works out all the prophecies that have come that have um, been that are supposed to be fulfilled have been fulfilled and I don't remember there's a huge number of prophecies just in Jesus that were that were fulfilled. So you're telling me that that God, the God that you supposedly worship from the Bible, that's that powerful? Can lose track of His word, mm-hmm. lose track of His church for thousands of years? Mm-hmm. You know, because I tell you, the God that I worship now, man, He's way powerful, more powerful than that. Yeah, He doesn't lose track of things. He's mm-hmm. perfect. And, um, you know, they believe that you can be saved after this, which is not biblical. So I guess if the church didn't exist for thousands of years, that would be okay because they can be saved there. But Mm -hmm. that's not real. Mm -hmm. What's real is that it never left. You know, it's always been there. Mm -hmm. And there's so much uh, historical evidence of it. I mean, the... Portions of different scripts and and uh, stuff that have been found over the centuries that perfectly match. Yeah. What's in that book? You know. Yeah. So again, it's God breathed. I mean, it wasn't a bunch of dudes that just wrote stuff down mm-hmm. randomly. Well, and there's a lot of I've there's a lot gave of, them inspiration on exactly what he wanted
0: in there. And there's a lot of evidence that shows that the writings from Joseph Smith are. Or false, Or yeah. false, right? And things don't jive together. Yeah, if you, and if
1: you go back, there's a there's a good documentary on it um, that, I don't know, maybe you can put in the... Show notes. In, in the notes, yeah. But um, it has to do with archaeology. It's mm-hmm. an archaeologist, and there's so much proof of the Bible archaeologically. Mm-hmm. Um, like, all of it. They've, they've found, like, so many things that's in the locations, it's talked about all through the Bible. But... And the, the churches spent the Mormon churches spent millions of dollars to prove the Book of Mormon archaeologically, and have really nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, the Hill Cumorah in um, is it the Hill Camora? I believe that's the name of it, in New York, um, in Palmyra area, where Joseph Smith was shown where the golden plates were. Right. Mm-hmm. So, in the Book of Mormon, it talks about two battles that were fought there. Um, these battles were huge. Um, if I remember correctly, hundreds of thousands of people died. In fact, the entire basically civilization from one of the groups in the Book of Mormon was wiped out mm-hmm. all but, I believe, Moroni. I try to lose all this stuff so some of it doesn't come back exactly right. But sure. um, and And archaeologically, there's never been any... Metal uh, tools found that date back to those time periods but the Book of Mormon talks about all these metal tools plates and shields and swords and spears and all this stuff and all our archaeological evidence shows that all that stuff was made out of the weapons that they used were made out of rocks and sticks mm-hmm. you know if you look back at um, the Aztecs and all the other um, It dates back to groups that, time. that were there yeah it dates back it, which is in that time period, right? Mm-hmm. And then this huge battle supposedly took place where they were using all this metal lurgy, right? Mm-hmm. And yet there's never been a sword found out of hundreds of thousands of people that died. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, wouldn't there be some swords? Wouldn't there be some shields, some breastplates, some helmets? Something. Something, something But yeah. nothing. Zero. Um, and the church did some archaeological digs up there and found nothing and then stopped. Dang. 'Cause they're proving themselves wrong, mm-hmm. right? And there's two on that on that um, documentary. that documentary, it has two Mormon um, they're not archaeologists, but they're some type of scientists. Yeah, they're that they do that stuff, right? And um, they're talking about how there's nothing. There's no proof. And the one guy's like, I don't know why they don't come clean with it. Dang. There's no proof. He's like, This book's fake. <laughs> You know, there's nothing in here. It talks about cattle and sheep and all this stuff. The Spaniards brought all that stuff to the Americas. It wasn't here. Wow, It was never there. So it really shows like Joseph Smith was just, he was using the Bible. There's actually parts of the Bible that literally translated right into the Book of Mormon. And he's showing all these things in there that he knows of. And so he just assumed, right, because this is in the 1800s or whatever, 1700s when he's writing this, he's just assuming that. All that stuff has always existed here. And mm-hmm. it talks about in the Bible where there was metal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It actually was. And those, that stuff has been found that dates back to those time periods. But not in the Americas. Mm-hmm. Not where, you know, supposedly all, this, all the Book of Mormon took place. Or, you know, a big portion of the Book of sure. Mormon took place in the Americas. So, so you know, what's crazy, what, what always gets
0: me is like, what what do the Mormons, I mean, what's the... The big
1: goal with the, to attain to is, is what? Uh, you're talking about for salvation? Yeah, like at the end of your... Yeah. <clears throat> so, and, and this is something like really probably nine out of ten Mormons, LDS, that if you question them about this, they'd have no idea about it. But you're talking about like becoming a god, yeah. right? Yeah. Literally, probably most Mormons don't even know that. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not something that's taught in Sunday school, dude. It's just... Again, it kind of goes back to some of that older mm. stuff, you know. But um, I think nowadays probably people would think they're crazy. Really? And so I think it's just not really talked about. You know, if you hit some of the older people up, they'll know about it and probably believe in it. But, um, yeah, dude, it's – yeah, like our God is not the original God – you know, and so basically they kind of believe that Jesus is God,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but not God. Mm-hmm. But a God. But a God. Mm-hmm. And we can become gods. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy, and, dude, because that's like, what, it was the, what was the thing in, in the fall, in Genesis? Yeah. They, right? They, they became, got the knowledge because they wanted to be like God. Because gods. they wanted to be like God. And so yeah. like, yeah. I don't know. It's just like, you see the correlations. And he sm- <laughs> smote them. You know, he kicked them out of the garden. So, yeah. No, I, there's so much stuff... Um, and it's been a lot of deprogramming over the years for me. You know, to, you know, sometimes I'd catch myself, even in the last few years, I'd pray um, uh, that. And Diana caught me on it a few times. She's like, did you hear what you just said in that prayer? I was like, to get us back to him. Oh, dang. Because that, that preexistence kind of still floats in my head sometimes. Mm. So I have to catch myself a lot. Like I really have to be careful when it, before I say something. Like, mm-hmm. Is that biblical or is that something from my... Getting that match with us, Wow, that's and, crazy. Um, and and dude, that look, we know. Go back to the fall, right? Here, here's Eve, and the serpent comes, which is crazy because she's talking to a serpent, right? Mm-hmm. But she's like, he's like, um, can you eat of all the fruit? And she's like, yeah, we can eat of everything except for the tree of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and he's like, he's like, oh, so. Why? You know? she's like, oh, because we'll, we'll die. We can't even touch it. God never told them they couldn't mm. touch it, yeah. just that they couldn't eat of it, partake of it. Mm. And so Satan, man, he's sly. He just swings right in there. He's like, oh, you can't touch it, huh? You know, he's over there like touching it. Like, look, I'm touching it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't say that in the Bible, obviously, but that's his, that's his way. Oh, you know? yeah, it's deception right there. It's the deception, right? And um, he, he deceived them, right? And, um, and that's the same. It's the same with any false doctrine. Just he, he just knows how to twist it just a little bit. There's so much truths in the Mormon religion. But the important stuff, like knowing that Jesus is God, believing in the Trinity, that's super important. Mm-hmm. You know that. If you if you don't believe that Jesus is God, you don't believe in really in Jesus. So there you go. These guys are ro- going through life believing in this... They think the same Jesus we believe in, the one that died on the cross, yeah. was born of a virgin—all the important parts, right? Mm-hmm. But the super important part—that he is God—that it—that it says over and over again in Scripture, in the Bible, that that Jesus is God. I mean, he—that's pro- why he was crucified, mm-hmm. because the Jews said he was saying he's the Son of God and proclaiming to be God. It literally says that, like. Mm-hmm. Why are you, you know, Jesus like, why do you want to kill me then? Because you proclaimed your God. Yeah. Blasphemy. We're gonna kill you, right? Mm -hmm. So I mean, if you don't grasp that, you don't truly grasp in the salvation from Jesus. You know, I mean, we know that we can't die for our own sins, Mm -hmm. right? And God being omnipresence, present, he can't. Physically come and die for our sins, right? But man has to die, and God had to die for our sins. So that's why Jesus, you know, is man, fully man and fully God. Mm-hmm. And without believing that, you're not really even understanding that how powerful His death was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you have to have a
0: um, a pure sacrifice. Yeah, pure sacrifice. And it
1: was. A blem-, a blem blemished. Mm-hmm. That without, be- without blemish. Without blemish. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Without blemish. Yeah, without yeah. blemish, a oh, pure
0: white sheep. Well, you and know? that's why in, in Genesis it says that from the seed of a woman, right? Not yep. from the seed of Adam because yep. it couldn't have been. So God yep. was going to provide that sacrifice. God was yep. gonna pro- And that's the whole theme of the Bible. You know yep. what I mean? Even when Abraham was taking Isaac up the mountain, yep. God will provide a sacrifice just that's over right. and over and over again. Yep. So what do you think, like... Um, Well, not think, but what is the understanding? Um, Because I know, especially because you've been helping me out out in the high school room, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of the high schoolers, you know, it's, um, you know, talking to the kids and, you know, having friends that are Mormon and everything else. The big thing, you know, it's hard for them to understand, like, they believe they're Christians, Mm -hmm. but they're not Christians, right? Right? So, like, how, like... What would be some things to get that, and even anybody listening, right, that has friends that are Mormons that believe that they're Christians, or they think they're like, oh no, they're Mormons, they believe, you know, in, in Jesus, and Jesus is in their Bible, or their Book of Mormon, and everything else, like how, how what's the reality of the fact, what's the, the things where it's like, how do they say, Je- how do the
1: Mormons see Jesus? How do they see him? Yeah, how do they see him? In a lot of ways, the same as us, they believe that he was born of a virgin, that he died sacrifice on the cross for our sins mm-hmm. and that he was is our redeemer and he atoned for us um, they believe that part of that atonement was when he bled in the garden pr- pr- prior to the cross mm-hmm. you know it's, it's a little twisted there but um but again they don't really know who Jesus is they don't know that know him as God well because, also, so.
0: but the, but although he was born of a ver- they believe that he's a created being though right right. They don't believe that
1: he is God. Yeah. Right. And so you said, you know, they said they that... Believe, like he is a God, but not God. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that falls back to all that other, how we can become gods and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, it's you know, it's all kind of twisted. So And even if they don't know that or believe that, it still twists who Jesus is in the doctrine. So so when you talk to people that are Mormons, yeah. mm-hmm. how does the conversation go with you? Where are where the places that you take them to? So... <clears throat> This is something like, a, obviously, given tons of thought to, and and it's hard. It's hard to um, to talk to any of my Mormons. I got tons of relatives and everything still that are that are Mormons, and, and it's hard, man. It's hard to have that conversation um, because, first of all, they kind of won't. You know what I mean? They'll talk to you about it, but they're not gonna they're not gonna buy into any of it because they can't question anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think the most important the most important thing is that they realize that the Bible's accurate, that it's without error, that it's God breathed. Because from that point you can you can really disprove all the wrongs through the Bible. But if they believe it's an error, they're gonna rely on the Book of Mormon, right? Well, yeah, so they, they have to the understand. two big things are right there. If you you can show you know, archaeologically, scientifically, that the Book of Mormon is is not factual. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a made up story. Um, um, and put doubt on Joseph Smith, right? Mm-hmm. Because if he's if he's a true prophet, then there's so many things from his life that mm-hmm. just doesn't make sense. And yeah. all the prophets sense and the prophets sense him. Mm-hmm. so really, the, it always falls to that. And then he goes back to like if, if God, if you believe in this God that's all powerful it's omnipresent omnipotent right um can do anything then there's no way he lost track of his own word Mm -hmm. and i guess it's really about planting i think this sounds kind of wrong but there needs to be a seed of doubt planted Mm -hmm. for them to go into that rabbit hole
0: well maybe not so much the seed of doubt right but the seed of truth yeah, right. That's because the way to prove it. Yeah, because it, yeah. Yeah, it's the only thing that's going to you know yeah. uh, tear down those strongholds yeah. and, and all those other things. Right, like our, our weapons yeah. are not carnal, but they are spiritual, mm-hmm. and it's and what's going to tear those things down? Because anybody that's in a state, right, whether it's Mormonism or some other cult or even the deception from you know the enemy, whether they're on drugs, whatever it is, right. like all those things, they're, they're believing whatever it is that they are, because ultimately they're trying to seal their salvation. Right, because right, like, especially with Mormons, like how, how appealing is it that, oh, okay, well, if I do these things, then I know I'm going to be, without a doubt, you know what I mean? I know I'm, I'm saved, that, right. and, and they're sealing their salvation for those things, and that's what they're counting on. Right. And if you strip that away from them, they don't want to buy into it, because right. those are the things that they're counting on. But if you can plant that seed of truth, yeah. that's going to be the thing
1: that's going to destroy all those. I, mean, I had to doubt something. You know what I'm saying? I had to doubt something mm-hmm. in the faith to make me go and look. Mm-hmm. So that's the doubt I'm talking about. Yeah, Not, yeah, yeah, So you're right. It is. It is truth. Mm-hmm. You have to doubt in what they say is truth and actually believe yeah. in the truth, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. God's truth, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and that could be who knows for for everybody. But I know one important thing. Like for me, I left everything, mm-hmm. and luckily, you know, you know. Jesus said, what good shepherd wouldn't go after the one, you know, and leave the 99? Mm-hmm. And I know that's me, you know, because he kept coming after me, mm-hmm. even when I want nothing to do with him, you know. So that, that seed of truth back then that left that, that I left, that's why it's super important to me. If I'm talking to somebody, I have to, I have to teach them the truth of Jesus. I have to tr- teach them the truth of God because I went through years of being lied to well know of after i left of mm. of being totally of this world and doing all kinds of crazy stuff and and um and i know sooner or later i was going to come to True. jesus because that's the way it works mm-hmm. but how many blessings did i miss out on sure and and how many blessings did somebody else miss out on because I knew the truth and I could have shared with them or whatever? You know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So it's super important that we disciple them at that point. You know, if they're having doubts, to help them through that doubt, and then to disciple them into the truth, into mm-hmm. God's word, right? And knowing that that can all that, that is all true in there. Um. So. So then,
0: now where you at? Right. So you've been. Um, started following after the Lord, everything else. You were in Snowflake, right? You were in Taylor. And then
1: how'd you, what's up? You're here in Sarah Vista. uh, Got remarried um, to my wife, Diana, and um, she had, she had moved out to Taylor from California and we were looking for a house up there. And um, we'd been to Tombstone. I think it was a a new year's. We'd come down to to Tombstone and we we're driving over to Bisbee, and I pointed out Sierra Vista. I was like, "Hey, there's Sierra Vista. We should Sierra Vista. We should go there sometime and check it out." And that was it. And months later, we're you we know thinking about building a house, looking for property, trying to figure out what we're going to do up there in the snowflake up in the White Mountain somewhere. And everything was just didn't seem right. And uh, we both started looking at houses here, mm-hmm. but didn't tell each other. Oh, really? Yeah, and then. One day, one of us brought it up. Like, yeah, hey, I've been looking at houses over by Service and then the other one was like, yeah, so have I. You know? <laughs> That's weird. So we started looking here. Um, Diana got an interview here for a job, and um, the house that we bought was sold. Um, but I saw it online, and I told, I told Diana, I was like, this, if this house was available, I'd be... Because I hadn't been all in on any house. I was like, nothing was right. Sure. And so... Um, but the house was sold. So we contacted a realtor. Um, they contacted that realtor. And they were like, the that house is like five days from closing. The seller had both sides of the deal. Dang. And they're like, this ain't going anywhere. Some people from California were buying it. And um, so we were on our way here for the first time for Diana's interview. And she had never been here before. Mm-hmm. I'd been here a few times as I, in my teens. Um, and we were, you know, going through through before Globe, we got the Salt River Canyon. There's no cell signal anywhere through there, and we get into Globe, and um, Diana had missed calls from our realtor, and um, she said, "She said, hey, you're not gonna believe this. The house is three days from closing, and they backed out. That's crazy." And we we're like, "No way." <laughs> well, <laughs> um, we didn't have really any houses to look at. We're just gonna, you know, she's gonna do the interview, and we're gonna start get with our realtor and start looking around. So um, we literally drove straight to that house. Our realtor was out of town, and the realtor selling the house was out of town. But her husband helped her out, and so he showed up to show us the house. So it's got a gate, you know, with with a remote. It's a beautiful house. Yeah. yeah, And they had hid it in our little box, so we knew where it was at. So we kept going back without the realtor. (laughs) And we're walking around the property. The house was locked up. We were walking around the property. And we were kind of separate and we were both kind of praying. Well, I shouldn't say I was praying about it because that would be not true, but Diana was praying about it. And she she asked God, you know, um, like she's throwing a fleece out, right? Like, hey, if if you if this is where you want us, God, you know, let me know. And she heard an audible voice that said, uh, I made it available. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we... <laughs> she i gotta i gotta stop saying we she like when she walked into the the living room area and stuff and um she's like we could have a home group here that was like her her initial thoughts you know we could mm-hmm. have a home group here we could use this house mm-hmm. you know for to ministry serve god for ministry yeah. yeah and um yeah so we had been we'd been looking for church in the area too and we had watched um some of the Sunday services for Calvary here and um, and uh, we were like well let's go there so we were planning on so we we came on Saturday um, Sunday morning we came to church at Calvary and uh, as we're walking in the guy that was playing the guitar the worship leader was the realtor and so we talked to him a little bit and which um, is kind of pretty interesting mm-hmm. and then everything just worked out smooth and you ended up buying the house and moving here and Diana got the job and well, I moved my you know then business here and we just you know put your roots yeah so I mean we we and then you know ever since then a lot of things have just been really falling into place you know mm-hmm. like um, when you let God move when you stop fighting him like things when you stop telling him what to do yeah when you stop telling him what to do yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's exactly it. When you stop telling him what to do.
0: So you've been Police working on. Working. You've been working on your master's. So you've been yeah. here. You've been working on your masters, and yeah. then that's how we got plugged up
1: together, right? Yeah. I, um, my last four classes I have to do the intern, internship, and um, it was kind of funny because you know, you're, you're what twelve years younger than me, and uh, and I don't really like, as most men, we don't want to listen to anybody younger than us, right? I should be full of wisdom because I'm old (laughs) and uh, you see all the gray hair I should be I should have full be full of wisdom right so um, you you uh, taught one Sunday and I was like I'd never met you or anything I was like I was like I was like that was was a good good teaching I'm like I I knew you know you're younger than me and stuff and I'm like and then I found out you were the youth pastor and stuff like that and I was like I was like I should be humble and like do my internship under you, mm-hmm. you know, kind of give me some humility. And um, that was really my pride and my, you know, trying to <laughs> trying to get out of my pride and be humble. Sure. Yeah. But I know God was really like, you know, mo- really pushing me in that direction because <clears throat> um, it took me a while to get back into school and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It was several months and some hiccups here and there before I got everything started again. And, and during that time, I had really actually decided no. That um, I always felt like Youth Ministries is where I should be, but I was like, <sighs> some stuff that was going on, I was like, nah, probably not. But mm-hmm. literally, like, it was that last minute, like right before it started. And there are certain guidelines that, you know, for the for Pitcher, my supervisor and stuff like that, and then you didn't quite meet those. And, and then... Um, So I reached out and they were like, yeah, you just have to have your supervisor, but then you can be, work with anybody Mm -hmm. that's that's ordained or whatever, so. So yeah, and then, so I started helping out over in the youth group, and and then, uh, and I got one class left. uh, Starts in a little over a week, Mm -hmm. so about nine and a half weeks I'll be done. No more school, have the master's thing done. And that was really pride, too. It was more like I started it. I never finish anything. So it was like, I started it. I'm going to finish it. Diana's like, you don't have to have a degree (laughs) to be a pastor. And I'm like, I know. I just got to finish this. But I got to finish it. And and realistically, God took my pride and worked it out because I would have never started. I would have never come and started helping out in youth. I would have just kept pushing, putting things off. And I would have never stepped out in faith, you know. So... So what's it like working with the high schoolers? It's pretty awesome, you know. It's a bunch of knuckleheads, but
0: <laughs> just like we are, but, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just see yourself in some yep, of these kids. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, I know. Yeah, like, I think
1: you kind of uh what's it called? You like, kind of go to those kids. You kind yeah. of you kind of like you see yourself in them, you're like, yeah. and you want to slap them. You want to tell them like you stop being stupid. Because <laughs> yeah, somebody needed to yeah. slap you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look easy. at all this stupid stuff I did. You don't need to follow me. You don't need to follow that that line. You know. Yeah. So, it's cool. It's it's actually very refreshing a lot of times to see uh, the faith hmm. in some of them. You oh, know. god, yeah, dude. It's like they say stuff, and you're just like, yeah. like, oh my gosh, this kid's 15, yeah. or she's 15, or yeah. 14, or whatever. You're like. Man, I was so not there a year ago. I was so not there a year ago. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah, a year ago. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even so that's like, that's so funny. I mean, six months ago, I don't know, but <laughs> it's like, holy crap, these kids are, you know, and some of them they're they're still a little lost, but, yeah. um and and it's sad, but yeah. but um, yeah, and, and you know, some of us are just stubborn and we have to go through trials. Yeah. Absolutely. um, They won't, we won't, we, you know, our parents told us the same thing, and (laughs) adults told us the same thing, and, you know, older siblings told me the same thing, like, don't follow me, don't do the stupid stuff I did, you know? Absolutely. But you still did it anyways. So
0: then, uh, so recently you just uh, came back from a little experience. It's funny, me, my wife and I talked about it last episode.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. uh, But, uh, yeah, pursuit. Yeah? Yeah, it was, it was, it was. I don't know. Like When you and Steve came back, and uh, I hadn't been in youth very long at that time. Short yeah, had, period. Yeah, Barely kind of started. Yeah, you just started. Uh, you were here for a few months, I think. Yeah, you were here for a few months. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, you were here for a few months. Because I did teach that Thursday you guys were gone. up I presume. Gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, or was that a different time? No, no you that had, wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I didn't you know what didn't you were it. doing. You are just like, yeah, hey, we're going to Texas. <laughs> I'm like. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> have fun, cool. Yeah. Um I don't know why you'd want to go to Texas, but have fun, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, so and then you guys came back and you're like you know, all glowing you're like Moses coming from the mountain. Yeah, I do. And, uh, and you're like, "Yeah, it was, you know, it was like you're like, you know me, dude. I don't I don't say life-changing, but it was life-changing." Yeah. And then Steve was like, "It was second to my salvation, you know." Yeah. And I was like, "Whatever, <laughs> you guys are making stuff up." Well, yeah, it's like, sure. "Can't be that good." I'm like, "You're still on the mountain, yeah. right?" And I kept watching for it, waiting for it, and nothing appeared to be changing, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in our personal conversations, things that you know we we're both going through, and mm-hmm. how those things were changing for you, and yeah, and not for me, <laughs> you know. And it was like, and uh, I don't think it was but a few weeks when I decided to. To sign up, two or three weeks or whatever. And it, well, and correct me if, if I'm wrong, right? But we like
0: uh, walked one of the teens through some of the stuff. Yeah, and you uh, like, and you walked me
1: through. Yeah, and I walked you too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so we two and and like, that helped for real on yeah. me. So I was like, yeah, maybe there's something to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh I don't remember if I'd signed up when you walked me through it, but but when when you'd done it with the the one teen, yeah, I was like, <laughs> like the next day, I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. So it was um, quite the experience. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think one—I think probably the biggest thing for me there was that it showed me that I really was hearing from God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you, you know, you you think like I'm hearing—I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit. I'm hearing from God, but then you doubt it. Yeah. You're like, am I? Is that just my head? You know. Like you always say, it's our voice. Yeah. So, um, am I hearing from him? Is this real? You know what I mean. There's there's certain things that happen. I'm like, ah, that just had to be from God, you know. Mm-hmm. But like Diana, hearing audible voices, I'm like, that doesn't happen to me, you know. Yeah. For sure. Um, I'll be lucky if he speaks through me to it, to <laughs> me through his word, you know, because I'm always like everywhere else. I'm always scatterbrained and everywhere else. So trying to really focus yeah. is kind of hard, but. Um, that's really, I mean, I heard from God. I, I, not an audible voice, but I heard from God and, and then, you know, just this things that happened that he just confirmed it. Confirmation, right? Yeah, the confirmation that, you know, I'm like, eh, I think I'm hearing from God. And then he confirmed it. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, Are you going you, you, still have some doubt in you. huh? Oh, yeah. He's like, here you go. What do you think? How would you describe it? If somebody was going to give you something like, I, cause I know look, for me,
0: um, one of the things was like, it did a lifetime. It did in
1: four days, what a lifetime of therapy could have never been yeah. in my life. And I've had a lifetime of therapy, so I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's healing, right? Yeah. Healing. That, that was one of the things that, um, you know, Diana was always, you, you need to go to counseling. I'm like, I've been to counseling. It doesn't do me any good. Wow. Like I'm, I was just angry, you know, I was just angry at life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, you know, I guess I'll share this. Yeah. Because, uh, so I bought this Bible, and it's a great Bible. It's got a lot of cross-references and stuff, but I wasn't really digging, digging the, the cover. What's on the cover? You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, John eight thirty two. And it's a sweet Bible, dude. Yeah, it's a great Bible. But it looks like, like a team. Yeah, it's right? a little cheesy, right? Yeah. But... It's what they had. I wanted to buy it here so I could, you know, leave my money in the church. Sure. And and, um, and it was what they had, and everything inside of it worked out the way I wanted it. I'm um, you know I'm getting old. I need bigger letters, and I wanted red in you know Jesus' words in red and stuff like that, and um, cross referencing and stuff like that, and uh, the uh, little indexes on the side so I can find things easier. Quick, yeah. yeah, the quick, quick stuff. So for pursuit. We had to read um, Wild Art. Um, what's his name? John Eldridge, right? Yeah. yeah. So I had to read that book, and I'm halfway through it, about a week from leaving to go to Pursuit. And uh, Diana was asking me, she's like, <laughs> I'm going to cry. I cry every time. Um, Diana was asking me what I was getting out of the book. And um, my Bible was sitting there, and I grabbed it, and I said, says I should be free and I'm not free. And I'm like and I started bawling. And I was really kind of thinking of more of the adventure. But it really it had nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. It was I hadn't completely surrendered my life, you know. Mm-hmm. I thought I had. Yeah. But I kept taking it back. Kept taking it back, you know. Like, all right, God, you're not you're you're too slow, you're too busy. I I'm I got this. I'm not as busy as you are, so let me go ahead and just take care of it, right? Uh, And constantly saying, God's timing is perfect. It's going to happen in God's timing. His timing's perfect. He sees everything. He knows everything. (laughs) But then me, you know, prideful me, keeps trying to take it back. So at pursuit, you know, there's a time when you're out um, doing your fast and stuff like that. It's a quiet fast, a food fast, and, Get to be out with the Lord. Be out with the Lord. And um, I'm sitting in this little tree trying to get out of this hot Texas sun, and um, I really tried to go where I felt God was leading me to go every time. There's different times, you know, that you have to stop, and, and you go through your—there's a little workbook that you go through. And, and the question at that point was, what is God telling you? What is the Holy Spirit telling you? Not what you think he's telling you what he's telling you. And all day long, all the stuff that I was getting was possibly me, I'm thinking at this point, mm-hmm. right? It's like things that I think I want to hear. So I'm like, man, so I got to write stuff down that God's telling me and I don't even know if I'm hearing from him. Yeah. So I pulled my pen out and stuff just started flowing. And um, I wish I had it to read it, but I'll just have to kind of wing it. But, uh, he, you know, he said he loved me. He he, uh, he hasn't forsaken me. He won't. Mm-hmm. That he saved me from a cult, you know. And um, and it was a few things like that I'd written down that I really, you know, felt that that is what the Holy Spirit was telling me. Mm-hmm. And I had my Bible sitting there, and it was open to whatever... Scripture it was that they used at that time, whatever Bible verse, and and the wind was blowing, so my pages were just flapping. And it was annoying, and I yeah. was like, I was like, oh, maybe God will use the wind and it'll blow to a, s- a certain verse, and it'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God's talking to me, and light will shine through, and it'll be amazing, right? And I was like, and it just kept flapping, and I'm like, I'm trying to like hear the Holy Spirit, and I was just flapping through the, and I was like, and I shut it. Boom. And there was that verse. So I wrote that down that God was telling me that. You know that and you then I just started balling and snot pouring out of my nose. <laughs> and I was like, I'm free. Like oh, that. Not even why I knew I was going there, you know? And, uh,. You know, I'm free. I <laughs> <You have to. laughs> I have joy and and uh yeah, it's crazy. So it's that the, was the second coolest thing that happened to me there.
0: I'm <laughs> <laughs> not gonna share the coolest, but that's yeah. funny because uh, Deanna and I were walking, and you know, obviously Deanna just had gotten back from hers, so you know, yeah, back over a week now. <laughs> We're walking the dog this morning we're just, we're just talking dude and it's funny man i was just like freedom yeah i just i just like that's like the only word that came when we're just walking and talking and you know what i mean i just like, took a took a big sigh and i'm just like man freedom i like, guess it feels yeah. so good dude and, and it's crazy because you know you read through the scriptures and it's like dude that's exactly what the lord was doing back while he was walking the earth and yeah. you know and and Like, I know I was saved, you know what I mean, prior to going to pursuit. Like, there's there's no doubt, you know what I mean? There was no doubt that I was saved. But, man, I I was still in that bondage. And, you know, and you hear stories of, like, even, like, I'd have to look it up. But, like, you know, even in the Civil War, right, when the Civil War and they, like, you know, uh, all this stuff happened. And then it's like, boom, okay. It's like the slaves are free now. But there was so many slaves that were still in bondage that had no idea that they were
1: still, right? Or even the ones that stayed there.
0: Even the ones <laughs> that stayed there, right? Because they were Cause too afraid. Like, to. Yeah, what am I going to do, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. They were too afraid. So they just decided to just stay in that bondage. And it's like, no, dude, like freedom. Yeah. Like you are free and, and you don't... Know, um, who the sunset's sets free is free indeed. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yep. Uh, Jesus says, "I've come to give you life, and life in abundance. abundance." You know what I mean. And if you're you're checking yourself, and you're like, "Dude, yeah. like
1: that's not what my life yeah. feels like." What is this abundance? Yeah, <laughs> you keep talking about. Uh, you gotta yeah.
0: you gotta kind of dig deep, right? right. And yeah. uh, so so yeah, it's been awesome, man. It's been awesome to see you, and obviously your wife went with my wife and a few other other people, and then we have some other people within our group that have have gone and like everybody, right? The same. Yeah. I don't want to say experience because that just sounds. Eerie, yeah, but the yeah. same sounds. But the same impact.
1: Kind of yeah, the same outcome. The same outcome. The yeah. same impact of, of of going and just yeah. uh, so yeah, in, cool. in different variances. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah, in the ways that the God knew they needed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Because every one of our experiences is completely oh, different. Yeah. yeah, completely different. But the outcome. Was the same. Yeah, it right. all freedom. Freedom. Yeah, that's cool, man. So, yeah, it was.
0: Yeah. Well, super cool, man. Well, do you
1: have anything else that you want to add? No, I probably thought of a billion things beforehand, but I, you know, prayed that the Holy Spirit would lead this. So, whatever was said, He wanted to be said. So, last well, good, dude. Well, I appreciate you, man, and I, you know, I'm
0: glad that you're serving. With us and, and, you know, I even asked you, right, like, hey, what do you think after your internship? Is that yeah. it? Like, are you going to, you know, and, and yeah. just told you, man, like, just, hey, man, there's plenty of room. And right now we got it, such a big group, yeah, huge. you know, which is, you know, praise God. But they need, yeah. you know, they need uh, mentors. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's good. So I appreciate you, man. I appreciate everything. And, and uh, dude, it's awesome. It's awesome to see how God's working in your
1: life. You yeah. know and, uh, It is. It's awesome <laughs> being in that life that he's working in, you know, so, yeah, and seeing sure. it all around me and, and, you know, in our whole, our whole little group, you know, well, in our home group is that's what amazing. You know, it's, it, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's awesome to have other people say like, this is, this is such a blessing.
0: So let's go full circle in that sense, right? So you guys got the house, you're yeah. right, saying like, Hey, it'd be perfect to have a home group. And what did we end up starting? Yeah a home group <laughs> we ended up starting a home group right so they're just at our house
1: yeah how many how many families right now <clears throat> well there's two more families that are going to start coming this week so uh, so two, we have four, six eight ten so eleven twelve thirteen thirteen about thirteen adults. Adults, and then some yeah. and then some kids and the kids hang out sometimes and do their own little study or,
0: or just hang out. But yeah. yeah so we got, you know, we just ended up starting a home group. There was no, like, we just knew that
1: we needed to meet together. So yeah. how, like, don't I talk about, we, huh? again, Diana, you know, saw that when we bought the house and she, you know, I say she put it on my mind, you know, mm-hmm. but then God kept putting it on my heart. And then we discussed it one time and, um, uh, when we started bringing up the Promise Principles, when you gave me that book, yeah. and I read the Promise Principles, and and uh, and I was like, "Dude, we got to do a home group yeah. and, and and use, mm-hmm. you know, the, the promise, promise Principles,", principles. and um, and then we just hit up a few people, and they're like, "Sure, let's do it." Wow. And then you know, more people. We've invited more people, but you know, some had said no, and mm-hmm. but others are coming and it's gonna grow and yep. we'll have more groups and no it's the whole yeah. that's the whole thing is just you know yeah. branching off and Build disciples. Yep. You know, so
0: which yeah. has been awesome. Yeah. Which has been awesome to to do and just see how the Lord is, is moving and yeah. you know so so it's been super it's cool. cool. It's been cool to do life together as <laughs> families. Not just you know serving and coming to church but even outside of yeah. that and, and then being yeah. our families together yeah. and, and doing life and it's just doing like, life, yeah. this is like this is exactly what they were doing. You know, yeah. first century, not yep. just, you know, going and checking in and, yep. you know, you know serving and then just going home. But, like, yeah. man, actually checking doing life together. Box. Exactly. Doing life together. And it's like, you know, you, you can, feel, I mean, you know, you feel it in your in your walk. You know what I mean? And that's not based on any, you know, on any one. Like, that's our responsibility as mm-hmm. Christians, right? Like, it's yeah. supposed to be like, hey, man, the church is there, you know, giving us and feeding us and equipping us. And, and then, but when you feel those things, you can't, like god's putting it on your heart for you to do something about it yeah yeah don't ignore it so you know that was just another thing where it's like cool like let's just step out in faith yeah and let's just see what god's gonna do and just hey man all we want to do is just yeah just serve him just serve him and just do life together and grow together as as believers
1: and disciple each other and dan it's been been awesome god's (laughs) blessed it yeah immensely yeah absolutely he's gonna continue sweet you well thanks for coming on brother yeah for sure thanks for having me before
0: i have you pray it out hey just uh want to give you guys um for those of you that are still listening uh, just give you guys some insight on what's going on so we're in the works of trying to build an app to have a community so um you know steve and i have been talking it since the very beginning and we we're trying to figure things out and uh, uh we're really taking the measures to move forward with um being able to, for the sake of what we've been talking about here, right, discipleship, and having a, an opportunity for people to gather together. And um, obviously it would be an app. It'd be able to be online, whether you can meet in groups. The vision is to have groups, and when you know Steve is is able to to come on the podcast at the same time we'll be i'm sure we'll we'll discuss it and stuff but um, i want to give you guys a heads up we've been talking about it and we're putting things in play like even before john got here one of my buddies called me up and he's like hey man which one are you looking at and and so we're already looking at the platforms i say this because um it's obviously going to cost so um you guys anything that you guys can do if it's something that you believe in you guys have listened to the podcast and you guys want to support there's a there's a way to support on the on uh, through the Ignited Fortitude website. Uh, there's a donation box at the bottom. Uh, if you get online and you pick yourself up some gear, we have uh, some. Uh, metal signs on there we have some merch anything like that support you can support the podcast while you're supporting yourself at the same time keeping you on target and um we just we just know that um this is something that's needed just like we were talking about you know we needed home groups we needed some discipleship and uh there's been lots of you guys that have reached out and have um really said how how much you've appreciated the work that we've been doing here on the podcast and and it's great and and i'm glad that you guys can listen to us rant and talk about all our shortcomings and all our our fumbles and everything else but um there's there's one thing there's a difference when you start putting skin in the game and and um not that you know you guys have to disclose things that you're going through but it is good and it is um you know one of the things my my whole heart behind it is is as a pastor, my role is to help equip the saints. And so there's, you know, we talked about, John just mentioned this this book called The Promise Principle. I'm supposed to have an interview with the author. I was going to have it last week. Some things went south with, with the software, and I, I just got to get it in. But um, he's going to come on, and we're going to talk about uh, a method that he uses. And it's just been great. That's how we yes. run our small groups. And uh, the whole desire for the app is to be able to invite you guys in be able to do and facilitate. And if, you know, you guys are like, Hey, you know what, I'd really like to start my own home group, and I'd really like to, you would actually have discipleship uh, with us and us being able to, you know, mentor you and, and help you guys out, help you guys lead a, lead a group even online would be the the desire. And um, that way, you know, and you feel confident that when you go to want to lead your own group, you already got the tools you already have the mentorship. You're not just left to do something and you'll have no idea how to do it. So all those things are going to be in line and, and other opportunities as well, uh, for that. So if it's something that you're like, man, that sounds great and awesome. You want some information, more information. I know we're going to have later episodes on it, but if you're like, Hey, um, what do you guys need? And if there's an opportunity that we can support guys, if you want to support, you guys can support you can go on the website again at the bottom or guys get something and, and uh, support yourself as you guys support us. So that was the whole reason we even had a store. So that way, uh, cause all this stuff that, that we do with the podcast is 100% out of our own pockets. Right. So, um, with that being said, I thank you guys very much, John. I love you, brother. Uh, you, bro. love doing life with you. And, yeah. uh, with that being said,
1: man, can you pray us out? For sure. Make <clears throat> oh, My pleasure. <clears throat> Our dear Lord and Father, thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, this opportunity this platform that you've given uh, Bobby and Steve through Ignited Fortitudes, Lord. Um, and uh, I hope, I, I don't hope, I pray, I know that um, you will use this for your glory, Lord. Um, all of this, not just this this specific episode, Lord, but um, you'll lose, use all of this for your glory, Lord, because... Um, where two are gathered, you are there, mm-hmm. and you are uh the light and you're shining brightly and uh you're just gonna continue to use this platform lord and uh to build your kingdom and uh I'm just so grateful that you uh put me in this path so that I could be part of this also and um mm-hmm. and uh Lord, just thank you. Thank you for all of this. We uh, are just—it's <laughs> hard for me to speak, Lord. I'm just such awe of you and and your your magnificence. So, Lord, pray that this reaches out to uh, those that are either family of Mormons of LDS, and or those that are currently in it, Lord, and um, and uh, hope that they would reach out, if not to us, then to somebody and then that they would that they would seek you, Lord, and that you would show them um, the truth. So like he said, we'll know the truth and it'll set us free. So thank you for that promise, Lord. And I pray these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen.